Hey, so you remember how I spent five minutes of the last podcast talking about a flag football league? Yeah, about that. Welcome back, folks, to Smoke Break Sports. I am, of course, your host, Kev. And boy, I've got some making up to do, huh? Well, you see, what had happened was, is that I personally did not know that the AAF was even a thing until after I published a podcast and then found out from the one, the only, Sean B about the AAF because he came up to me talking about the highlights and so yeah we spent a little bit of time talking about a flag football league when instead I need to be talking about minor league football and spring football so I've already went ahead and put the work in to make up to you beautiful people for my mistake I have watched extensive highlights of every AAF game. I even watched a video that was solely dedicated to Trent Richardson's carries for Birmingham. Okay, so we're going to dive deep each uh, each of the first four games that we got last opening weekend. I will be doing an episode on. But first, I got a little uh I got a little personal, exciting announcement for you guys. All right? Hang on a second. Okay. Big announcement. Wesley Matthews signed with the Indiana Pacers this weekend. Yeah! right for those of you who've been paying attention and following along outside of Wayne Ellington as far as the I mean Enos Cantor's for the non-bigs as far as the backcourt players go Wesley Matthews was my number two maybe my 1A as far as eligible players to be signed after the trade deadline because we knew that the Knicks were going to buy out that contract. We knew that immediately. As soon as that trade went down for Chris Stapps, we knew Wesley Matthews was getting cut. And I remember pleading for my Pacers to make some kind of move. Just do a little something. And this was perfect. This was it. Wesley Matthews. Hot damn. Now, if if I take a step back... If I pull up out of my fanboy seat and look at this objectively just as an NBA fan and not strictly as a Pacers fan, I probably would have liked to see Wesley sign with a team if if this is only for the next one-third of this If it's only to finish out this season, then I would have rather had seen him actually sign with a team that had a chance to win a title. Because I'm going to be honest with you folks. No matter how hard that I will root for my team, I am very realistic about what my teams can and can't do. 
after a one in five start, I was ready to denounce. If anything, I'm a pessimist. I might not even be realistic. I'm a pessimist. Let's just be honest about that. When the Cubs were down 3-1 in the World Series, no one in my family wanted to talk to me. We've got four generations of Cub fans all in the same group chat. Nobody wants to talk to Kev because Kev's all like, oh, here we fucking go again. Cubs lose. They screwed it up. Classic Cubs. I don't know why I got my hopes up. Blah, 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 blah. Harumph, harumph, harumph. When the Colts started 1-5 this year, same thing. Man, we suck, man. Fucking Andrew Luck, man, we suck. Can't find a running back. We got Marlon Mack. You guys know what happened. When we got to the playoffs, I said, yeah, yeah we, we should have beaten the Texans both times we played them in the regular season. And at that time, I thought, my head told me Texans, my heart told me Colts. I really thought we could beat them, and then we did beat them. But in general, I'm a pessimist. But the reality is the Pacers are not going to sniff the NBA Finals this year unless Kawhi just decides he needs to... What, what does he call that? Load management? Which, phrasing, by the way, if he decides he needs to sit out for some load management for all of the playoffs, or if, you know, maybe Gasol isn't a good fit and try... I don't know. A lot of people are going to have to get, like... Here's a throwback. Swine flu or something. Somebody's going to have to be sick for like a month for the Pacers to get to the NBA Finals. So, as much as I love it, and maybe if Wesley sticks around for next year, although they, they may be a little crowded, with Tyreek, Victor, Wesley, Bogdanovich, might be a little wing heavy once they get Victor back. But hey, I am happy a mid-western small market squad actually made a move to try to get better even while their star player is out and they have no chance to win a championship this year anyway that's enough about me i just took up four minutes of your time talking about my own my own stuff let's let's move on shall we Last Friday, the Lakers beat the Celtics via Rajon Rondo buzzer beater. And the word around town was, Lakers got this shit under control, my dude. They are ready. Ready for the playoffs. Big win. That's the kind of motivating win. Rallies the troops. Let's go, baby. Let's go. We're ready. And then the next game against Philadelphia happened. Things didn't go so well. And this is both part of the beauty and headbutt a brick wall levels of frustration that a 24-hour sports news cycle can create. Because within the span of a week, we have gone... Maybe it's 10 days. Let's let's call it 10 days to be safe. We went from LeBron's biggest loss of his life. 42 points. Ah, uh, trade deadline happens. Lakers rally. Beat Boston on a buzzer beater. Okay, now they are back. Back in the saddle again. They go to Philly and lose. Meanwhile, to add more perspective to this entire thing... Boston then goes 
and blows an 18-point lead to the Clippers, a team that just recently traded its best player away, and it's clearly not part of the upper echelon of the league. The Clippers are not at the level that we have all put Boston for the year. So it's, it's a team they should have beat, especially when they're up 18. So a couple of things about all this. One, as anybody who is a true NBA follower and has the ability to check their put their fan card in their pocket every once in a while, we all know not to take individual games in February too seriously, especially those that happen right before the All-Star break. It's a whole weird dynamic we have now. Now they get a week off and the trade deadline happens before the All-Star break. And it's, people are playing two... The, the Celtics are playing almost two-thirds of their games before the All-Star break. It's weird. You know, All-Star break should be in the middle of the season. You would think. But some of the players are actually content with this, happy, excited about this. They get a bit of a longer break, and then when they come back refreshed, it's a short season and then the playoffs, which if you're on a playoff-bound team, that's great. If you're not on a playoff-bound team, you might be looking at it and be like, well, shit, man, maybe if we had our week off after 40 games instead of 58, you know, we would have been dragging ass for the last two weeks to, to a month. Maybe we'd have had a shot at the playoffs, you know, because that's what... That's what losers do. They make they make excuses. You know, don't don't be that guy. But we have now a situation where we don't really know what's going on with the Lakers. We don't really know what's going on with the Celtics. Marcus Morris is out there calling out his teammates, saying they're a they're a team of individuals. So I ask you, are we still impressed by a Lakers buzzer beater in Boston when the Celtics in their next game would go on to blow an 18-point lead to the Clippers? So was that a marquee victory for the Lakers, or was it just, oh, you're playing a team that's kind of just as mentally screwed up as you are right now? Because while you've got LeBron offering everybody with a pulse to New Orleans so he could play two on five with Anthony Davis, you have very similar problems going on in Boston where Kyrie doesn't doesn't want to be a part of this team. And I'm sure we talked about this. I'm sure that's creating some problems. And boom, here it is. Here are the problems. They're manifesting. Blowing 18-point leads to the Clippers. And he said, even when we win, it's not... Morris said this. It's not fun. We're not having a good time. I, I see. I look at these other teams, and they're rallying around each other. They're having fun, trying to win. I look in our locker room, and I see a bunch of individuals. So does that Lakers victory mean anything at all? I'm starting to think that it doesn't. But all that being said, of course the Lakers will be in the playoffs. Of course they will. Right? Alright guys, that is it for this episode because I have a bunch of Alliance 
of American football. Is that what it's called? It should have been the AFA, American Football Alliance. I mean, AAF is cool, but the, the name overall is, is dumb. I can't even remember it. But anyway, I have a bunch of minor league football to talk to you guys about. And so be ready. Five episodes. That's right, five. One for each game and one on the concept in general. As we ask and possibly answer the question, is spring football here to stay? But those are the next episodes, and this one is over. So thanks again for listening to Smoke Break Sports. I am, of course, your host, Kev. Find the show on Twitter at Smoke Break Sports. Find me on Twitter at my boy Kev. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you in a few minutes.